Welcome to Becoming Boundary, the podcast that teaches you how to say yes to the space you need and the connection you crave. I'm your host, Krista Resnick. I'm a master life coach and boundary expert for women. I'm also a sought-after speaker and mother to three adultish sons. It wasn't that long ago that I was a boundary disaster. My time never felt like my own. I couldn't set a boundary and speak my truth. And my most important relationships suffered greatly. Fast forward to today, and I've successfully coached thousands of women to heal from their people-pleasing patterns and step into true freedom and confidence. I created Becoming Boundary to help you do the same. Be sure to tune in for tips and tools from me, interviews with other incredible coaches and therapists and speakers, plus one-on-one live coaching calls and so much more. If you're ready to start setting healthy boundaries so you can create the space you need and the connection you crave, then you're in the right space. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Becoming Boundaried. Got another fun one for you today that I know you're going to love. I hope everyone is enjoying, first of all, this holiday season. I hope that you are really thinking about your boundaries, creating space for yourself, creating time to play, creating time to be, creating time just to nurture yourself by utilizing some of the tools and tips that we talk about here on Becoming Boundaried. You know, I like to say as we're starting to approach 2023, many of you are getting excited about a new year, new goals, new dreams, new visions, new resolutions, and all of that is a heck yes. I stand for all of those things. And if we are not willing to set healthy boundaries, if we are not willing to disrupt some of our own coping strategies and patterns, if we are not willing to step into conversations that can be a little disruptive, that we know that there's going to be some conflict that presents, if we are not willing to build the nervous system to hold our boundaries, And we really want to reconsider setting any goals, any dreams, any resolutions, because more than likely, it's just a wish. If you're really struggling, if it's been a pattern for you year after year to really flush out, live into your dreams, create nurturing, healthy relationships and create a life that you love, then you've got to also get really serious about what's not working. And for most people, that is the conversation around boundaries. It can be a lot of conversation around a lot of different things, but boundaries is one of those key things that if you're not willing to do some of the other things that I just mentioned a minute ago, we can't really move forward. We can't really build momentum. We can't really stand in our leadership and in our sovereignty when we're not willing to set those healthy boundaries. 
So a couple months ago, I reached out to my email community asking for their questions around where they get tripped up, where they struggle when it comes to the holidays. And I have a question for you. And while this is a little bit of a, I want to say complicated question, maybe it's not. We're going to approach this question from a bird's eye view. Now, this question came in from somebody anonymously, so I don't have her name. But here's the question. I've been wondering how to deal with the guilt that comes from not wanting to meet and greet elders who I no longer look up to due to their harmful behavior. Here in India, in my family, we women ought to respect and tolerate elders, even if they are mean. I'm wondering how I can slyly get through this without much heartburn or drama. So there is a reality to this question in terms of expectations within that cultural system. And I understand that. I've had several clients from India, and I understand that there is a real expectation that respect is given. Uh, and it, it, it's very, it's a very high ranking in that culture. No matter what, it, there is just this, you know, I will be respected because I am your grandfather or I am your father or I am your elder. That is a reality. And so I want to kind of pick apart this question a little bit and, and look at guilt from more of a broader perspective because that's really the nuts and bolts of the question. How do I deal with guilt? Second part of this question that I want to pull apart right from the get-go is the last part mentioned, how can I get through the holidays without much heartburn or drama. And I'm here to say that you can't always. And that's part of the fault, I guess I'll say fault in the question, is that sometimes you can, and of course there's always a way to frame things up in a kind and considerate manner, and we are all about that here. That's always the direction that we are aiming to go. And yet, sometimes when we speak our truth and when we really own who we are and what we need and what we value, it doesn't always land well with the other person. And so there are times that we can't get through without much heartburn, without much drama, because that conflict comes up. My goal, my role is to help you be able to withstand the heartburn and the drama so that you can build your window of tolerance and come out on the other side standing in your sovereignty, standing in your truth, being proud of who you are and creating the life for yourself that you really crave. And while I know as I'm even speaking this, the angst that can come with this because it's not easy. Conflict isn't easy. We've been taught that conflict is bad because it feels bad. So we have to learn to sit in the discomfort. We have to learn that it's okay 
to sit in that space where we're pushing our edges out, where we think, oh my gosh, I think in this moment I might die. Because the bottom line is you won't. You won't. So let's unpack guilt. That's what I really want to use this question as a springboard for, is to look at guilt. This is something I've been wanting to actually talk about for a while. I'm so thankful that this question came through because I know that for 99.9% of you listening, guilt is something that trips many of you up, still trips me up from time to time. So let's understand what guilt actually is, where it comes from, and how we can begin to move through it. I think you're really going to enjoy this podcast just understanding the role that guilt plays is going to help many of you shift something really, really beautiful. So let's start there. Let's start by really unpacking what guilt actually is. Guilt is a message because it's a feeling and feelings are messages. And those feelings that we experience in our body help to guide us. And there's a spectrum, a beautiful range, a beautiful spectrum of all these different feelings that we experience moment to moment every single day. There might be one moment where we're experiencing a lot of joy. The next, we're experiencing grief. And maybe in the next, we're experiencing anger. And so these feelings rise up in our bodies and they let us know, hey, Hey, there is something going on here. So these feelings are trying to tell us something. They come, they go, they can be very fleeting. And they are messages. I want you to really hear me say they are messages. Now, guilt is also a feeling that does typically stem from our thoughts. So we can almost sort of see sadness when somebody is experiencing that feeling. We can see the quiver of the lip. We can see the eyes welling up with tears. We can see anger. We can see the flushness of the cheeks. We can see maybe the gripping of the jaw or the clenching of the teeth. Guilt isn't something so much that we see. It's really a collection often of thoughts, of a story that we are attached to. And guilt has a really specific job, just like fear. Fear is designed to keep us safe. Don't run out into the street. Don't run toward the bear. Don't run off that cliff. So guilt is designed 
to reroute our behavior. Just sit in that for a moment. Guilt is designed to reroute our behavior. I want you to think about that. Let that in. Guilt is sort of that feeling that taps us on the shoulder that says something like, hey, maybe it wasn't in your highest self, your kindest self, your truth to have said that to that person or to have done that. You need to go and clean up your mess. So I am someone who really does not do well in life when I don't get the sleep that I need. I become extremely salty, (laughs) extremely short-tempered, and it's as if somebody put this filter in my glasses that I'm looking out into the world seeing everything really, really negatively. I just get so out of sorts when I don't get the sleep that I need. It's really, really bad. So let's say that for whatever reason, there's a night where I only get three or four hours of sleep. I'm a seven to eight hour girl all day long. My husband comes home and because I'm so tired, I've had a long day, my nerves are fried, I'm exhausted, He says something, and I roll my eyes, and I respond very sarcastically. That guilt is going to rise up within moments and say, hey, 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 maybe you shouldn't have talked to him in that way. Maybe you shouldn't have used that tone. Go clean up your mess. Go make an amends. Go apologize. So guilt is really this beautiful feeling that we can use as an opportunity to repair. That's extraordinary. But the problem happens when we feel guilt and we've actually done nothing wrong. We take on that feeling of, I have done something wrong I am unacceptable, I have been bad, therefore I am bad. In situations where we've, we've done nothing wrong. And usually what's going on here is that we are experiencing being uncomfortable with how someone else has responded to our truth. Our conditioning society, religion has taught us to take that on. Other people's feelings, other people's responses. We're taught to take that on as our responsibility and we call that guilt. So I want to talk a little bit about the guilt wound. This would be a really good place to insert a little bit of a conversation around that as well. So as a child, 
you know, I mentioned that so much of this can come from patterning. Maybe as a child, you were made to feel bad for asking for what you needed. You might have been told that you were not deserving of what you had or that you should, in fact, be more grateful because all these other kids have it worse than you. And if you're told that repeatedly or it doesn't even have to be repeatedly, it could even be one time, you may have felt as if you were too much to handle. So as an adult, this can show up as over-apologizing. How many of you do that? You're constantly apologizing, saying you're sorry for something that you really don't need to be sorry for. You're overtaking responsibility. Often this can also show up as feeling, quote unquote, bad. You're often feeling bad. As an adult, this can also show up as never asking for what you need and being afraid to set boundaries. And friends, our inner child is really alive and real inside of us. Our bodies have aged, but those younger parts of ourselves haven't. They get stuck in that wounding. They get stuck in that messaging. So those younger parts, if they experienced misattunement, disconnection, or they simply weren't offered our core human needs of safety, love, connection, belonging, understanding by the people in our life who were supposed to offer us those things, an inner child wound is formed. And so in adulthood, this will look like a deep feeling oftentimes of guilt. It can look like fear of abandonment. It can look like lack of trust. It can look like self-neglect, but often one of these ways that it shows up is guilt. So what we really want to do is we want to take the opportunity to acknowledge and be present to how our past still impacts us today and choose to show up for ourselves and heal the younger parts of us that are wounded. As I often like to say, the unmet needs of our inner child are what create chaos in our adult life. I hope that you're beginning to see that through listening to the podcast and by utilizing some of the tools that we talk about here and that I offer in my private sessions and group coaching programs as well. So inner child healing or reparenting is really about going back and giving our inner child right now as an adult what was not available back then. So number one, Guilt is a message. It's designed to teach us something. And it's always worth paying attention to. All of our feelings, all of our emotions are messages. And we want to really lean into those messages. Number two, guilt is designed for rerouting poor behavior. 
Now, I want to also point out, this is really important. We don't want to exclude this next piece that I'm going to mention. This is poor behavior according to you. Because they might think you have the worst behavior on the planet. And you may not. You see, it's important to note that we have been conditioned to believe that how other people perceive us is how we perceive ourselves. And so it's really important that we understand that, yes, guilt is designed for rerouting poor behavior, but poor behavior according to you. So I want you to start thinking about guilt being warranted only in a way that you are not proud of. So I might do something that I'm totally proud of. I actually heard this from a friend the other day. She had written something and the feedback that she got was that it was garbage from this other person. Now, that other person, you know, might have been trying to make this friend of mine feel guilty by saying things like, I can't believe you thought that was a good idea. I can't believe that that's something that you actually think you could put out into the world. Where did you get that idea? Now, my friend could have taken on responsibility for what this other person shared with her. But at the end of the day, you get to be at peace with how you behave. You have permission to be proud of you. And you get to acknowledge that what you might be feeling in that moment is simply discomfort with how the other person responded to you. So just because you're feeling discomfort does not mean that you're doing anything wrong. There's a really good chance that you are simply uncomfortable with discomfort, with how someone else is experiencing and perceiving your truth. You do not have to see yourself as how your mom sees you, how your kids see you, from your church's viewpoint. You're responsible for you. You're responsible for what you think. You get to be happy and proud of what you think. You get to really unpack and get solid on what is good behavior? What is your truth? What do you stand for? What are your values? What are your stances according to you? Here's where so much of the work lies. Because again, when we go back to, we were raised in Homes where there was a lot of misattunement, a lot of disconnection, a lot of disconnection. We we weren't offered safety, love, belonging, understanding. 
a lot of times there is that disconnection from ourself and we don't really stand for anything solid. We don't really often even know who we are. So this is where the work starts is by getting grounded in who you are. Otherwise, you will be rooted externally in what everyone else thinks. You will always be handing your power over to what other people think. And in essence, those people own you. That's a really, really big concept to sit with. But it's true. And is that how you want to go out of this world? So we want to really start to identify, because some of you are already getting ahead of me here thinking, oh my gosh, okay, no, I don't want to go out that way. And what do I, what do I need to do about it to clean this up? So let's talk a little bit about identifying some of what triggers you around guilt. So is it something that your mom always says? Is it something that your husband or partner always says? Is it something your boss always says? Is it something that your best friend does? Maybe it's getting invited to something. Maybe... You know, it's somebody asking you to have coffee because you're an entrepreneur now and you work from home. And so maybe your best friend just thinks that you're available all day, any day. You know, maybe it's getting invited to a particular fundraiser or a church or neighborhood barbecue or whatever it is. Is it a category? where maybe anything work-related makes you feel guilty. So really think about what are the triggers for you? What are the triggers for you? And once you get clarity on that, you can really begin to run yourself through a beautiful process that I'm going to share with you Next. So once you begin to identify what are some of the main guilt triggers for you, I want to invite you into feeling that. So take a nice deep breath. Think about this person. Think about this category, this invitation, this situation in your mind. And just take a nice deep breath. And notice where in your body you feel that guilt. Maybe you experience it in your stomach. Maybe your solar plexus. Maybe your chest. 
Maybe your back. Maybe your throat. Does this feeling have a shape? Does it have a color? Is it cold? Is it hot? Is there a particular sensation? Does it feel prickly? Does it feel fluid? Does it feel heavy? Does it feel sharp? We really want to make space for it the feeling of guilt. We want to meet it with tenderness and compassion. So feel, allowing yourself to feel, is number one. Number two. We really want to affirm this feeling. A really great way that we can check in with ourselves is we can ask ourselves, have I done anything wrong according to me? Now remember, according to them, you might have done something wrong. That's not what we're talking about. This goes back to really knowing yourself and knowing what you stand for and who you are. This also goes into apologizing. Remember, I said one of the ways that this can show up as an adult is over-apologizing. How many of you apologize for something when you actually haven't even done anything wrong? The work here is to be really clear in where you stand on issues. Never apologize for something that you don't actually believe you've done anything wrong. So you can have the opportunity to check in with yourself and ask, have I done anything wrong according to me? And if the answer is no, we really want to affirm that little one inside. Remember, as I mentioned a little while ago, so much of this goes back to inner child work. Those younger parts of us never have experienced real safety, real love, real belonging, real understanding. There was, for many of us, so much misattunement and disconnection in our childhoods. And so we want to take this opportunity to affirm the little one inside. Letting her know that she's allowed to have needs. She's allowed to have desires. Reassuring her that she's not too much. Letting her know that as the adult, you can handle her big feelings and emotions. And really acknowledging that she is safe 
to feel and that she is safe to be able to ask for what it is she truly needs. Now, last step is we want to reparent. So we want to do things like give ourselves permission to feel again. Give ourselves permission to set boundaries. If someone, back to the original question, is putting out into the world harmful behavior, this is going to start with giving yourself permission to set healthy boundaries, to feel anger, to feel maybe some of the resentment, the sadness that you even have. You want to give yourself permission to receive and indulge in pleasures. Many of those pleasures that you have cut yourself off from, because again, in childhood, maybe there was a belief created that you don't deserve to even have had what you had, or that you should just be more grateful. You can also reparent yourself by learning how to identify and honor your boundaries, as I already mentioned, even if it bothers that other person. You have a right to set your boundaries. Reparenting yourself can also look like expressing yourself unapologetically. Giving yourself the permission to just be fully alive and authentic. Another really beautiful way to reparent yourself is to start a gratitude practice and allow yourself to truly and freely enjoy the things that you are grateful for. This is such a powerful and beautiful way to begin to move through what I call the guilt wound Because here's what I know about guilt. Guilt will drive us to feel obligated. It really goes back to a lot of times the story that we're telling ourselves that we don't deserve. We don't feel as though we deserve. Or we don't think that we can say no because we don't want to have somebody else upset with us because we're always so busy managing somebody else's feelings because that's how we learned as a child that we stayed safe. That's how we learned as a child that we were loved and cared for. So going back, we'll call this FAR. Number one, it's a great acronym for this tool. and It'll help you remember it. Number one is FEEL. Where are you feeling the guilt? Really start to drop in, connect with yourself because you want to really use that feeling as your signal. Okay, something's going on. Something's going on. I'm feeling guilt. Number two, A, 
affirm, and ask. So the first thing you really want to do is you want to ask, have I actually done anything wrong according to me? Again, there are times where we lash out. Many times we lash out. Many times we just react. And we do need to be responsible for that. When we are in partnership and relationship and really love other people, we are responsible for showing up in a way where they feel supported, where they feel seen, where they feel cared for. We're responsible for their nervous system. You know, if I know my partner's inner child wounds, which I do, I have a responsibility to not push on that, to protect that, and to know that that is precious and sacred. And that's work that he gets to do, but I don't get to intentionally come and push on his wounding. And so we do really need to take responsibility and check in with ourselves and say, okay, have I done something wrong according to me? Did I let something fly out of my mouth that I know deep down when I check in was not okay? Did I act in a way that is not in alignment with my highest truth? Get honest about that. Do the work to repair that. That's why we want to take the second part, A, and ask first. Now, if we haven't done anything wrong, according to us, here's where we get to affirm. We get to affirm that little one inside. Number three, R is reparenting. Is there a boundary we need to set? Do we need to give ourselves permission to indulge in something pleasurable, maybe a nice warm bath, maybe a nice long walk, maybe just hanging out in a coffee shop, just being around people, you know, taking in all of the sights and the sounds around us, if that's something that you enjoy. Is it taking yourself out for lunch, for dinner? Doing something to really treat yourself. Acknowledging those needs. So what about you? Do you experience the guilt wound? Was this something that you resonated with? Because if it is, hear me say, you are not alone. These are old wounds, and they get to be healed but you've got to be willing to take responsibility and slow everything down and check in with these three steps that I offered you. And I want to really say that it's important that you do the work. You have to commit to the work. This isn't just a good collection of ideas. You've got to actually do something about it. 
this is why I coach. This is why I teach. This is why I mentor women because it's challenging to do these things on your own. People don't even know where to begin. And here's the kicker. You got to do it over and over and over and over and over again to create a new norm. So I want to offer to you, I'm going to place it in the notes that I've opened up a few new spots for 2023. And I've got a brief little application. If you are somebody who listened to this today or been listening to the podcast for a while and you know that bringing the support online is your next step, please fill out the form in the show notes to work with me. Well, the link, the link to the form will be in the show notes. It's just a short form. You're not committing to anything. You're not obligating yourself. It's simply a form. You're going to fill that out, and I will be in touch with you shortly after that. We'll set up a call. We'll hop on and we'll chat about what it actually looks like to partner together for six months to really be working on some of these things, to really be healing that inner child wound, to really be setting those healthy boundaries so that you can create rich relationship, better health and well-being, and an epic life in 2023 and beyond. Support and accountability are essential. You have to do something about it. If you are somebody who is just constantly listening to podcasts, going to workshops, reading books, and nothing ever changes, it's probably because you haven't been willing to get the support that you need. So is it time for you? Is it time for you to bring on someone to call you forward? into your leadership, into your sovereignty in 2023. So again, link is in the show notes. Grab that. And I really hope that you take this podcast, listen to it, take some notes, listen again, and really start reframing guilt in your life because I watch so many women really struggle with this topic alone. And the guilt is so often, guilt and the discomfort, the fear, it's what stops women from setting the boundaries that they need to really create lives that they love. And it doesn't have to be that way. Again, so much of that goes back to healing that little one inside. And most people just don't know even where to begin because it's challenging to do that on your own. But I promise you, it is work that you will reap the fruit, the benefits for the rest of your life, as will your children if you have children, as will their children's children, as will your partner. Everything changes when we step into this work in the most beautiful, not always easy, but the most beautiful way. All right, friends. I trust that this was helpful to you. I look forward to hanging out with many of you in 2023. 
take this podcast and really start to consider not only at the holidays, even beyond the holidays, have you done something wrong according to you? Or are you just simply dousing yourself down with this really unhealthy, unproductive guilt? One last and final tip. Take this podcast and unpack it with someone else. When we can start having these deep and rich and honest conversations in our relationships, it can really take our connections to a whole new level. Rather than just always talking about things at the surface, we can digest something like this and really hold each other accountable and have these honest conversations around where we're experiencing your guilt, maybe why we're experiencing that guilt, and hold each other accountable to working through it and healing so that we can come out on the other side feeling more free, feeling more alive. All right, friends, thanks again for being a part of the Becoming Boundaried community. Always so grateful that you're here. I can feel all of your energy, even though you're not like physically here with me, I can always feel your energy. And I always appreciate all of the messages that I receive around how much you're loving the podcast, how much so many of you are utilizing the tools and the concepts and the things that we talk about here. So it always warms my heart. All right. Always remember the most important thing that you can do in each and every situation today and every day is to stay true to you. We'll see you next time. If you like this episode or you're a fan of the Becoming Boundaried show, the best way you can show your support is to share it on your social media outlets and with your family and friends. And if you're feeling really generous, we would love for you to hop on over to iTunes and give us a review. Thank you for listening and thank you for being a part of this community. Have an amazing week and as always, Stay true to you.